Please do. Father God, we pray for Jamie. We pray that the words he speak from your word will reveal to us the living word, Jesus Christ himself. That we may be Jesus to the world and that we may meet him as we minister in his power. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning. And that's actually your cue to say good morning back. If we, if we go a bit more interactive, you'll get the best out of me. So let's just um, begin, that we just pretend that we're starting again. Um, good morning. Great, that was better. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here. Um, earlier in the first service, um, I, I was reminded of a story as, as Ben started the service of a, a young vicar. You see, Ben had, had begun, as we did today, with, with the words, grace, mercy and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you and also with you, the people responded. I was reminded of a story of a young vicar who was the first day at his new church. And he was opening, planning to open with these very words. He'd planned, planned it all week. Um, he had been working hard in the mirror to say the words, because he knew that, that first impressions count, don't they? Like you, you take a first impression of someone, and it kind of sets or steers the ship for maybe the rest of the time. Grace, mercy, peace from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you, and the people would respond, and also with you. The Lord, peace be with you. The peace be with you. Peace be with you. And so he got to the, the opening of the service, and just as Ben had found today, the microphone wasn't working. He, he knew something was wrong, and it's, there's something wrong with the microphone, and also with you, the people responded. There's something wrong with the world when 40 million people tonight will go to bed enslaved. There's something wrong with the world when 130,000 or so of those, it's estimated, are actually in the UK, in our neighbourhoods. There's something wrong with the world when a child goes to bed hungry and we throw away the food that we don't need. There's something wrong with the world. And this is the charge, in essence, that we heard in the Scripture this morning. In the Bible, the prophet Micah brings a charge from God against his people. And God is in effect saying there's something wrong in the world when you, my people, are not caring for the poor and the oppressed. It's a charge that we hear time and time again in the Bible. That we, his followers, are going, if you like, through the motions of religion. We're repeating the words that we hear. We say the nice things in church. But are we outworking that faith in our 
community? Are we practicing our faith to to see the transformation and change that, that God empowers His people to bring? We read the same in the words of Isaiah 58. Is this not the kind of fasting I have chosen, God says, to loose the chains of injustice, to share your food with the hungry, to clothe the naked? In Amos 5 again, God says, I despise I despise your religious festivals, your assemblies. Your assemblies are a stench to me. Do away with the noise of your songs. Let justice roll on like a river. In the New Testament, we read the words of Jesus when he says, This. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, He will sit on His glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before Him and He will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on His right and the goats on His left. Then the King will say to those on His right, Come, you who are blessed by the Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was ill, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for the least of these, brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. The author Mark Twain said this, it's not the parts of the Bible that I don't understand that trouble me most. It's the bits of the Bible that I do understand. I wonder if he was talking about some of these Bible verses. You see, the call of the Bible is really clear. We are called to outwork our faith among the poor and the oppressed. A call so beautifully summarized in the words of Micah that we heard this morning. What does the Lord require of you? The prophet asks. To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. I come at a time when, when you as a church are thinking through your vision. And you're basing that and this series on on one of the the creeds. It's known as the four marks of the church. We speak out that we are one holy Catholic and apostolic church. One, that we are one in Christ. One church. 
holy, set apart for a purpose. Catholic, which actually comes from a a Greek word meaning whole, recognising that the church isn't designed to be a club that we go to on Sundays, but exists for those not only within its walls, but also outside its walls. An apostolic, that we would be disciple makers. And this call, this is this call to be a Catholic church, a whole church that exists to influence the community outside its walls and beyonds, that these Bible verses speak into today. Verses in which God is saying, stop thinking of church as a holy huddle. A place that we retreat and simply go through the motions of religion. But God is saying, rather see it as a place that we come to be energised. A place that we come to to be renewed. A place that we come to to be commissioned to go out and be his representatives. A place that we go out from to bring light and life and hope. To be generous to those to whom generosity is seldom extended. They're verses that actually don't need a lot of exposition because they speak for themselves. And the reality is the outworking of them costs us. It takes us to places that we don't want to go. Places we don't necessarily want to be. I remember some years ago, we were living in in Nottingham. And my wife was leading a, a project working in the red light district of the city. Some of the work included a drop-in centre, but one part of it to try and start building relationships, was an outreach on a a Friday night where a van was taken around the streets and the women involved in street prostitution were just cared for and effectively loved. I remember with some enthusiasm saying to my wife Lucy, she often says that I talk about it and she does it, so I said that what, with enthusiasm one night that I would, I would drive the minibus for them, realising that that was a good thing to do. And so my enthusiasm started to diminish as the Friday night approached. To be honest, I'd had a busy week at work, and the thought of going on a cold winter's night, driving a minibus around the red light district slowly, didn't fill me with wonder or awe. Remember trying to get out of it gently. I've got a cold. Didn't quite cut the mustard, for example. And so there I was driving for this outreach. We went round the red light district, and honestly, I thought my luck was in. 
because no women happened to be out at the time. And I thought, this is brilliant. We can go home Friday night. This is the chance to go and watch Friends, if any of you remember the Friday night era of Friends. My wife and the other women on the outreach said, no, we'll keep going. And so we kept going. And eventually, we saw one of the young women that the service was engaging, and I pulled up and, and stopped. These outreach workers in the back of the van had a hot drink and some cakes in a tin. And one of the cakes that these had been taken out for these women was made by Mrs. Langton. Now, Mrs. Penny Langton made the best chocolate tiffin cake you can imagine. And she'd made some for the women. This lady sat in the back of the van. She told her story. A story that is so common of growing up in a normal family. Of being duped. Of starting to take drugs and being controlled. And she opened the tin because they said, do you want one of the cakes? And her eyes lit up. And she said, chocolate, Tiffin, it's my favourite cake. Tell the woman that made this, she's Jesus, she is. And I sat in the front of this van, realising that she'd just spoken a theological truth. You see, the Bible talks about us being Christ in us, the hope of glory. Christ lives in us, and as we outwork our faith, we bring his presence with us. When the church gets the message that it exists for the people outside its walls, It's utterly beautiful. When it disperses to go into the dark places where where no one else wants to go, it is beautiful and it is transformative. Transformative for the community and those it serves, but also transformative for us, the church. You see, the good God who needs nothing, says, one day I will come to you in my glory. And you will be able to do nothing but bow down in my majesty. But before that day, God says, I will come to you as the poor and the oppressed. I will wrap myself up among the homeless. I will disguise myself as the woman that you meet on a street in Nottingham. And as you serve them, you will serve me. Whatever you do for the least of these, you do for me. Mother Teresa spoke about how she was trained by the Holy Spirit, that as she was holding the hands of people who were dying of AIDS, 
that she was trained by the Holy Spirit to look into their eyes and see Christ staring back at her. Who are those people that we seek to serve? They are Christ. I could tell you countless stories from around the world of churches learning of the beauty of going beyond their walls. I used to work for, for Tear Fund, an amazing organisation based in Teddington, that, that lots of its work is about training churches to, to reach out into their communities and bring transformation. I've seen that time and time again of churches bringing education, bringing, bringing the ability for a community to start growing its own food and, and bringing the, the, the ability of a church to, to start transforming through clean water and lots of other things. In the UK, the charity, and I'm not going to go into lots of detail, maybe I could come back another day and tell you more about it. I work for an organisation called Justice and Care, which is an anti-slavery organisation, and we're involved in in working alongside police in the UK and also overseas to to bring freedom to people that have been enslaved, to to help... bring the the criminal networks responsible to justice to help restore lives and and to bring about legislative change that makes a difference. I can tell you of workers that have have gone into the very darkest places imaginable and rescued girls in the most horrible situations. I can tell you about how transformative that has been for both those being rescued and for those that are leading the charge to rescue them. I can tell you about the difference that churches make in the UK, reaching out to those in debt, in those in hunger, the isolated elderly the homeless, and the story time and time again is the power that that has in those people serving and also for those that are being served. We are called to outwork our faith in our love of others. We are called to go beyond the motions of religion to the outworking of our faith in our community. We are called to help transform the places we live and further afield, to be his representatives to a broken world. And as we do so, we will find ourselves transformed in the process. I love the words that will be familiar to many of you of Isaiah 58. They're actually echoing words that we've already heard. But this is what God says. If you spend yourself on behalf of the hungry and satisfy 
the needs of the oppressed. Then your light will rise in the darkness. And your night will become like the noon day. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land. And will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will rise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. The promise of the Bible is that as we go out, to transform. We ourselves are transformed as we meet Christ among those that we seek to serve.